All right. It's drum roll time because I have a special announcement. I am officially sharing with you all the news that this podcast has a new name. It is now called Belief Seed. I have been anticipating this day for a little while now, and I am so excited to have this new name. What I'll share with you is this podcast, if if you've been listening for a while, you know it. its old name was Your Work, Your Way, and that really represented the foundation, the core of why I created this podcast in the first place, which was to help people to connect to who they are and to bring that into their work, into their careers, into their businesses. And I've loved getting to talk on those topics. And I've also noticed I've been pulling and expanding beyond that topic for uh, quite a while now. And we bring in and we weave in a lot around spirituality uh, beyond just the workplace and in order to really encapsulate all of what this podcast represents, I wanted a name that was more expansive. And so what I decided to do was name the podcast the same name as my business, which is called Belief Seed. And so now you'll be able to go to the beliefseed.com and see all of the resources there. It'll be easy to remember. Uh, you'll find I often will reference free workshops or consult calls or different articles as well. And now it'll be quick for your memory and your mind to think, ah, where is that? I just got to go to beliefseed.com to get those things. Uh, Like right now, I have a replay about anxiety at work, one about confidence, and a couple others on there as well. And so if you have been wanting to explore those sorts of topics or other topics too, go ahead and go on beliefseed.com and you'll find the different free options and resources there that you're able to access immediately. Also, uh, with this name change, I'm excited to share that we will also be doing some new episode formats. For one, you might have noticed that the intro is different. It's a lot quicker and more concise, and that way uh, you don't have to listen to the same intro music over and over again. You can just get right into the good stuff. And two, we'll also be doing coaching-style episodes in which I will have some uh, pre-recorded coaching sessions in which I'm coaching a client. And that way you get to hear somebody get coached. When you listen to somebody get coached, it impacts you in a different way than when you yourself are getting coached or when you're just listening to somebody talk, because since it's a coaching session, your brain is curious. It's probably responding to some of the questions that the coach is asking. It's putting itself in the shoes of the client, but with safety there because you yourself are not in the hot seat. You're not getting coached directly. So it creates this safe atmosphere where you can explore your own inner workings without maybe feeling the pressure to have to change or have to answer a question and your ego isn't doesn't get as triggered either. And so it can be a way to gain insights at a different level than what you get just by listening to a podcast episode where it's more lecture-based or than when you're getting coached too. So I'm really looking forward to sharing some of those episodes with you also. And keep on the lookout because I will likely be dropping the invitation for you to apply to get coached. This would be a way for you to get some free coaching. Uh, And then with the agreement that we would then share the Uh, session on the podcast for all to benefit from. Okay, 
So that's what I wanted to share with you today as we're in the new year. Now, today I want to talk about the value of belief. And for those of you who've been pretty embedded in the coaching world or mindset work, you might be rolling your eyes being like, all right, here we go. Another episode about belief and positivity, blah, blah, blah. But this, this is going to be different. You might be thinking, yeah, yeah, they all say that. Okay, but I I like really mean it. Here's what I want to explore. I want you to think about what does the word belief mean to you? Belief, what is it? Well, here's, here's the way I like to think about it. A belief is a thought that you've agreed to. And it's likely something you've agreed to over and over and over again to the point where we often don't even know what we believe consciously until it's called out in us or we call out in ourselves because it's something that just feels true. And there is a difference between believing something and knowing like you're actively trying to believe or working to believe something or in theory you believe something and knowing it in your body. And sometimes we can confuse the two, but but the difference in the knowing is it's innate. It's almost like a habitual way of responding mentally to a situation because it's just what you believe. It's something you know in your cells of your body. And so you don't even think of it as a belief anymore because it's so embedded in who you are. We don't think about the choice that went into that belief because we made that choice maybe years ago or a thousand times over and over to the point where it no longer feels like a choice because it isn't a conscious choice. It's just a patterned response. It's just something we know. And a lot of times it comes experientially. You can be told something, like you can be told that a cold shower will feel very alarming. And you could believe that to be true because you know what it's like, you know, when you're cold in the winter, out in the frigid cold, you know what it's like. But until you actually put that shower to the cold, freezing side of it, and you turn that water on and you put yourself under it, and you think or you feel the frigidity, like like just alarming every spot that that water touches on your skin, on your surface, tell you feel that. It's just, it's a theory belief. It's not a knowing. But when you experientially take that cold shower, you're like, yes, I know. I know what that's like. You believe it. You believe it's alarming because you felt it experientially. But the thing is not all beliefs turn into experiential knowing, but many of them do. And the reason I bring this up is because I don't want you to think that the only way to truly know something is that you have to go through a specific forced mental process of trying to get yourself to believe it. Because often the way we know things is through experience. How else can we really know? Otherwise, we're just spouting things we've read or heard or seen. It's all nice and dandy until we actually get to implement and practice. And so if there's anything you take from this podcast episode, 
let it be to find ways to get in touch with what you believe through giving yourself experiences. This is why having new experiences is so beneficial. When you put yourself in new situations and new settings and new places, you learn about yourself. You learn things that you didn't even know you didn't know. And you learn things about yourself that you believe that you didn't even know you believed until they were questions because you questioned because you put yourself in a situation that saw things differently. This is one of my favorite things about like watching different TV shows or coaching people is you see how other people think. And when you notice how somebody thinks differently than you, it also shows you how you think because you notice the difference. You notice the gap and that gap alerts you to your own ideas, your own concepts, your own beliefs, your own wisdom. And so this helps us to understand what we believe. Even those things that we just think are true, we don't know that our beliefs until we put ourselves in those situations. And so today I announced earlier that the podcast has been renamed to Belief Seed. And it's really not a rename. It's more of an embodiment of what it is now, what it has become. What does Belief Seed mean? What is a Belief Seed? We've talked a lot about belief in this episode already. I want to talk about the word seed now. What is seed? Seed is something that's new. It's a beginning point. And as that song goes, every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. That's the truth of it. There really is no end. There's just the next beginning. Every beginning comes from another point, but every point leads to another beginning. Death itself is the beginning of the afterlife, whatever that might be, or however you see it. Every moment in time is a beginning, is a seed, is a moment for growth, expansion, understanding, depth, insight, change. Last week's podcast episode was about reinvention. And it is that idea that in every moment you have that opportunity to connect with yourself. Every moment is a seed, is a beginning. And each moment does stack on each other to grow and to create where you're where you're going, but it, it means that in every moment you have a choice. There's always another path. There's always another option. There's always another way. And even if circumstantially, if you're locked in a cage, the prison that you've put yourself in, or that's maybe in some circumstantial way you've been put in, there's a choice. How do you want to approach it? What do you want to believe about it? And this is where I ask you, what belief seeds are you planting? Because if we combine the two, the seed, the beginning, the the constant evolution of beginning after beginning after beginning, with the idea of believing and belief in what you know and what you choose to decide to agree to from a mental perspective, your thoughts, your ideas, your values, your beliefs, we combine these together, we get belief seeds. What seeds are you sowing? Do you like the ones you're sowing? And what soil are you planting those belief seeds in? And is that soil nurturing? Because for a seed to grow, we don't just set the seed on like the hard, cold cement and say, grow seed, and then get mad at the seed when it's not prospering. No, we realize 
that is not a conducive environment for that seed to be grown. And so we move that seed into soil that is nurturing, that has the minerals that it needs in order to thrive. And if it's not growing, we don't think stupid seed, what the hell's wrong with you? No, we think, does it need water? Does it need sunlight? Is there something else going on here circumstantially that's stopping the seed from growing? And so when you apply this to yourself, yes, we want to work on our mental soil. We could say the mental environment we put ourselves in, but we also want to look at the external beyond our own mind environment we put ourselves in. The people we hang out with, the work that we do, what we do in our in our free time, the music that we listen to. Does the music you listen to make you feel good? I'm not even talking about the lyrics here. I'm talking about from that body-based place. Do you feel good when you listen to it? Or do you feel upset? And, and does that upset feel good? Or does it feel constricting? We have to think about not just the belief seeds we're planting from the mind and the belief side. We have to think about the soil within which we are allowing ourselves to grow. That's the circumstance. That's the environment. I see this in my clients often in the workplace. They think that they should just be able to think themselves into a better mindset so that they can be okay in their jobs. But the truth is you deserve more than to work for somewhere that only tolerates you. You want to work somewhere that appreciates you, that is inspired by you, that is just longing to hear your next idea. Those workplaces exist. They do. And what does that for you might not do it for somebody else and vice versa. So we need to match the soil to the seed. We need to think about what beliefs we've been watering. What beliefs have we been emphasizing? Oftentimes, when I'm working with my clients, they tell me all the things that are wrong. They tell me all the things about themselves that they want to change, which it is important to have awareness about the areas we want to grow in. But that tends to be the end of the story. They don't tell me what's working unless I prod them. They don't think about the values and the ideas and the skills and the strengths that they have unless I ask them. And so I invite for you to ask yourself that question about those strengths that you have and not from this hokey place of, of pretend, but to truly connect with it. I was on a coaching call today and it was actually with my own coach and I was witnessing somebody else get coached and the homework that that individual was given was to create their own manifesto. Now at this point, I didn't know what a manifesto was, and I didn't quite understand what was meant about that. How how does one write their own manifesto? And as the call went on, what was uncovered was we want to get clear on what we believe and what we value. And so this idea of a manifesto is like this, this rant that you create for yourself that no one else is going to read. It's for your eyes only. And it's this opportunity to spell out for yourself your beliefs, 
what you stand for, what you don't stand for. If you had a soapbox where you could preach to the world without fear of judgment or lashing back or anything like that, what would you say? And what is it that you want to believe? It's not just what you believe is true and wrong with the world. That's not, that's not where really where we're going with this. We're talking more about what do you stand for? Think about that when we're talking about the belief seeds you want to plant. What do you stand for? Where do you put your foot down? It's truly what you stand for. And if I'm asking that question, and I am right now, and you're feeling the blinders go up and thinking, I don't know. Don't let your mind tell you that without you giving yourself the chance to discover it and figure it out. Because like I said earlier, sometimes we don't know what we believe until we go somewhere that believes something differently because it points it out to us. My husband and I, we just sold our house uh, that we had actually just bought earlier this year. And we realized we had all these ideas about what we valued. And we do value, but what we believed about how we get those values met turned out to not be the truth. We wanted serenity, and so we bought a house that was by the woods. We wanted to be able to walk our dog, who gets a little fear aggressive, in a neighborhood that didn't have a lot of stimulus because we wanted it to be easy to just go for a walk. And so we bought it on this quiet cul-de-sac. And we really wanted a sense of peace. And so we assumed that because it was a smaller town and we were backing up to the woods, that it meant that there would be peace and quiet. And so we bought the house based on all of these beliefs. And we had beliefs about how to achieve those things. And I just shared what our beliefs were. We wanted this, and so we did that. We wanted this, and so we did that. But what we came to discover in our nine months at that place was everything we thought to be true and to be being fulfilled from that house wasn't the case. We thought living by the woods meant serenity. Well, it actually meant a lot of pests. (laughs) We thought that living on a quiet cul-de-sac meant it'd be easy to walk our dog. We didn't think about the fact that other people might've done the same thing. And so they had all their dogs off leash. And that's fine if you have a friendly dog. Our dog is a little bit grumpy. It's not going to work out. He could genuinely bite your dog and yeah, it, it could go, it could go wrong. We had all these beliefs about what we thought we valued and how we thought we needed to achieve that, the lifestyle we believed we wanted. But it was only through making those choices, initiating it by buying a house and living in that house, we realized, oh, what we thought equaled solitude doesn't equal solitude. We'd spent so many months looking for that house too. We spent months. I mean, we we sold our place in California, drove cross country to Michigan, lived at my um, parents' place there while house hunting for months, feeling really unsettled the whole time, but always believing that once we found the place, we'd be able to be settled. We'd be able to be at peace. 
What did we learn from this experience? We learned there is no nirvana in terms of a place to buy. And this felt like terrible news at first. It felt for myself, it felt very devastating. I thought we'd found the place. Even in previous episodes, you'll hear me talking about the dream. And then it didn't, it didn't land the way that we expected it to. And it was really a process of grieving, honestly. Everything we thought wasn't what it was. And what this did for us is it showed me the importance of experience in terms of you can think you know what you want and what you believe to be the truth, but until you actually go and try it out, you don't know. And it would be really easy for me to get mad at myself for for going through that those 9 months for for buying this for either one to play the victim card of woe is me it didn't work out or two for me to turn on myself and say I should have known the signs were all there well guess what hindsight's a b we all we know that saying there's no way we can know many of the things that we think we should know until we've actually experienced the thing the thing that's quote unquote wrong in order to know what's quote unquote right, at least momentarily right for us. And so I share all this to say, belief seeds are planted and then they evolve over time. We either uproot the belief, pull it out, or we move it to new soil Or we decide we actually want to believe something else and we plant a new seed. What's that song? It's like, you don't always get what you want. You get what you need. And my husband brought that up about the house that we had bought for us. We thought it was going to give us all of these things. But instead, it gave us what we needed to know. And for me, what that was, was that having certainty, feeling settled with a place, with a home, does not create peace. That's not where it comes from. It comes from values fulfillment. And the values that that I had around solitude, space, serenity, a way to walk my dog, um, a sense of freedom, those values were not fulfilled in the lifestyle that I that that was that house. So we've sold that house. And now if, if for those of you who are watching this as the video recording, you can see I'm in a new place. It's an Airbnb and we are doing the nomadic lifestyle where we will be uh, going across the country, different places with, with each other and our dog together, both because we both work remote, experiencing the freedom. This is a lifestyle we never would have offered to ourselves before having had the experience that we got from buying the house that didn't work out. Because we needed, at least I at least needed, to experience what I thought was the answer and how it wasn't the answer in order to realize that isn't what I want. What I thought was true wasn't true for me. 
What might be true for someone else isn't true for me. And we're so sold the, the American dream or the idea of settle down, buy a house, make sure you've got, you know, a beautiful setting. But it was absent from all of the extra work that that requires. And it really showed us what matters. And so what what I want to do now is I want to tie this to this concept around belief seed in the idea that we think we know what we want, but until we truly try, until we truly give that seed an opportunity to experience life, to, to water that seed, to put some soil on it, to test it out, we don't really know what will allow that seed to grow and whether we even want to keep that seed, that plant in the first place. Allow yourself to be open to the experiences of life. Allow them to be an opportunity for you to question what you believe to be true. And through that questioning process, you'll have really two key outcomes. One, you'll strengthen your belief in that. Through your experience, it'll confirm and create that knowing in your body. You'll know, yes, that is true for me. And that goes in your manifesto. Or through that questioning, you'll realize, no, that is not true. That is not a belief I want to continue to support. And now that I've experienced it in that extreme way, I'm even more certain that I want to drop it. Or I thought that I'd wanted to keep it and I no longer want it. So you let that belief go. But every beginning comes from some other beginning's end. So you let that belief go. You let that belief die out. You stop watering it. You uproot it. And it creates an opening. And every opening is an invitation for something new. For a new way. And for me and my husband and my dog, it's this nomad lifestyle. Who knows how long this will last? I'm no longer going to attach to needing to define what that'll look like. People ask, oh, how long are you going to do this for? I don't know. Oh, where are you going next? Not sure. We kind of know a couple weeks. We really knew, we really have an idea through like, the next three months, and then one other event that's coming up. But other than that, we don't know. And we're just allowing it to be okay to not know. Now I realize that the unknown doesn't create unsettling. For me, unsettling comes from feeling trapped. I now realize how much I value freedom. And what I believe to create freedom had been a peaceful place. I now realize the place doesn't create the freedom. It's finding ways for me to have options, to move fluidly, to flow from place to place to place without having to have a specific plan. For me, that creates freedom. For others, they might feel freedom from a clear structure and process because it lets them know where they're going and it frees their mind. That's not the case for me. What I believe to create freedom for me, I tested, realized it didn't work, and now I have a new belief, I've planted a new belief seed. The beauty of this process is who we are and what we believe can continually be evolving. We don't have to decide, this is my belief. I'm keeping it forever. 
How could we possibly know? We only know what we know based on what we know. (laughs) Is that another way? We can only make hypotheses in life because we can only do it based on the data set we have. If somehow a, a new data point were to come to be that would completely unravel our system, well, then we'd probably change our mind about something we used to believe in. Think about how people used to believe that the sun moved around the earth. Data at that time supported that. Until new technology, new insight allowed it to be known, no. The earth moves around the sun, not the other way around. The sun moving around the earth, that's not the way. The entire way people saw the earth and the sun and the relationship of that changed. And so we don't have to hold tightly to our beliefs as if it's going to be the forever way. But we can stand firm in our beliefs saying, this is what I believe. This is what I value. I'm open to question it, but I don't have to require myself to change my mind. We also don't have to always be pushing or questioning something unless we want to. And so what I'd ask of you in this episode is to think about, one, what do I believe? And if I'm not clear on that, think about what situation can I put myself in to help me to reveal those beliefs to me? Two. What's my manifesto? What do I stand for? And those questions are very similar to the what do I believe? But if you allow yourself to think about it in that manifesto form, it gives you this this gift, this long-form opportunity for you to write and rant about yourself to yourself so that then when you're in a situation and you're not sure how to respond, you know what belief seeds you've planted. They're written right there in your manifesto. And then if through that experience you realize you no longer want to support that, you can let it go. And that brings me to the last thing I offer for you to leave with today. What belief seeds do I want to let go of? I know I already said last thing for this episode, but I do want to add this point back in. So this is the bonus last thing for this episode. What soil am I planted in? Are these beliefs planted in? And is it nurturing? Are there environmental factors that you want to shift? If a certain group isn't working for you, why not let it go? I think about this when I think about joining a gym. Some gyms feel great. And some I just don't like. And I don't have to try to force myself to like that gym. I can just go and switch gyms or work out at home or do something else to get exercise. And so think for yourself about the environment you're in. Is it supportive of the beliefs that you're wanting to foster? Or is it supportive of the beliefs that you don't want to keep growing, the weeds that just insert themselves? Do you need to de-weed a bit? 
Do you need to get yourself in the soil that doesn't support beliefs you don't want to believe? So that's another angle that you can take with this as well. All right. Thank you, everyone. And remember to join my email list because that is where you get information on upcoming podcast episodes, as well as free offerings such as workshops uh, and some additional things that way too. So go to believeseed.com slash newsletter, and you'll be able to sign up for it there. You'll also find on the Believe Seed website, there is that confidence guide. It talks about the five myths to debunk about confidence. And by knowing what those five myths are, you can reconnect to your own confidence. And it's this 40 page guide that gives you specifics on how to do that. You'll also see the link to learn more about coaching with me, see some of the testimonials from clients so you can get a feel for the type of results that people have experienced when coaching with me. And you'll also see a way to sign up for a one-on-one consult where we can dive into what's going on with you and map out how we would work together in a coaching capacity. Thanks, everyone. Plant those belief seeds, let them grow, and enjoy life as you experience the fullness of it.